0: Craft Beer Radio episode 498, Saturday, May 4th, 2019
1: Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the internet's longest running beer podcast Hey Greg, Ooh. may the 4th be with you mm, groan. <laughs> Your source for the best dad jokes in town
0: uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even anticipate that, but okay <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess it is it Star is. Wars. it's Star Wars Day at the baseball stadium and all that other jazz. Well, Def oh, is now looking for as opener. Saw. Here's a
0: church key over here.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: So, what do we got? Well, okay, we we'll start with the vice beer. Good idea. Yeah,
1: I probably don't want to do the vice beer after the Imperial Stouts just saying.
0: So, this is uh, Koenig Ludwig beer Hell. <laughs> Nailing their pronunciation yes. like
1: always. Uh, from worst Your number one authority for beer name pronunciation mm-hmm. is not this podcast.
0: No. This is one of them that I got at the, the giant Hall about a month or two ago, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh,
1: relatively cheap uh, import. It's a Royal Bavarian Hefeweizen. It
0: has, you know, the cloudy and, and yeast particles in there that you would expect. It's got a uh, yellowish, yeasty color. Banana, but a lot of clove on there, too.
1: Yeah, I was going to say you get the wheat, kind of a, kind of grassy tang, and then you get the cloviness on it. Yeah, so there's a little, like, lemongrass, and then so they say on their
0: website from the originators of the Bavarian purity law from 1516 and the founding family of the Oktoberfest ooh oh. mm. la da so but I guess the Bavarian royal family so, it says it on, on the back here, why are the Bavarian royal family and King Ludwig so important to brewing history? This feels like Passover the four questions, why is this night different from other nights? <laughs> You'd have to see, go to a satyr, I guess, to, to, <laughs> yeah. to understand that. But Okay, the Bavarian royal family had sole rights to brewing of Hefevites in Bavaria for 200 years. Mm. So.
1: All right, yeah, as I warm it up, I'm getting more of the banana type aromas. A bit of circus peanut.
0: Here's the ingredients. Water, wheat, malt, barley, malt, hop extract, yeast. 5.5% alcohol by volume.
1: Hmm. Under the flavor, there's a weird... The malt is unexpected. It's more... It has like a richer, more caramelized malt flavor than I was expecting. Almost like a buckwheat or a tea or Hmm. something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little something there, and the yeast is a little
0: different than you might expect too. Mm-hmm. It's a little, um, how can I put it? Yeah, it, it feels like there's there's more. I guess e it's it's more your right, you know, it's more caramel. It, it, it
1: might looks. be the yeast that's giving me this impression, but I mean that it's the impression that I'm getting is that because as I'm tasting it a few more times, I do think that it's kind of the way the esters are playing in there. That are kind of giving me like kind of a sweet caramely uh, impression, mm mm-hmm.
0: yes, it's less like fruity and overtly spicy than mm-hmm. than most uh heifers it it's
1: it's kind of almost had a little bit of a floral thing going on it does and to me it has this like woody thing as well that's kind of why I said buckwheat earlier, mm. <clears throat> This is the Koenig Ludwig, Koenig Ludwig Weisbeer.
0: Not bad for like two bucks or whatever it could cost. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pennsylvania prices, people. hmm That's like unheard of.
0: I mean, have I a better half as yeah? But it's fine. No real <laughs> problems with it.
1: All right, that was the Ludwig of Ice Beer. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm feeling, Ludwig, that unless there are beers that are just terrible, you're not going to be <laughs> ranking pretty high. <laughs> All right, so next we have, let's see, Coffee Stout, <coughs> IPA, Jeff's kind of coughing fit going on. Uh, Russian Imperial <coughs> Stout, another IPA, and a
1: farmhouse. Yeah, it's like Stoutson hops from here the what? <coughs> Excuse me. Wrong pipe. Wrong pipe. Know the feeling. This will do the Rubens.
0: All right. Rubens Brews. This is Auspicious <coughs> Suns. 8.8% alcohol by volume. 60 IBU. And uh, a more traditional IPA.
1: Yeah, I picked this up last time I was out in Ooh. Redmond. Total Wine. It's dated uh, 315, so it should be pretty fresh. Yeah, <clears throat> it smells it. Um,
0: the color is uh, pretty pretty light. Sort of a, a, a
1: darker pilsner. <laughs> yeah, it has a bronze color. Very clear. Very green it, it's, aroma. It's a bomber, and we just pour the top like through, yeah. you know, six ounces or so. So it it's like a... underripe mangoes. Mm, that smells good. So it has kind of that tropical thing, like Greg was saying. It's full and soft. It seems like the malts in there too, like kind of a bit of caramel type aroma. <clears throat> No?
0: I just said uh, there's something tropical, but there's also something a little sulfur. That's all it was. Okay. It was it wasn't a no, it was more like so hmm. what is that? Sometimes a turn to the head can <laughs> mean so many different things.
1: Ooh. That almost tastes like a <clears throat> So this isn't a hazy, at least the top part's not hazy? But the mouth has that... It almost feels like a, a tropical... Like a mango smoothie or something. Like the mouth feels really creamy on this. hmm And it is... Um, has some really good tropical flavors going on in there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm
0: going to go out on a
1: limb and
0: say a Zac is in here. Um,
1: there's a little bit of vanilla in there, too.
0: A little bit. Yeah, there's something like that going on. There's... there's there's guava. There's a lot of guava.
1: <clears throat> hmm.
0: Feels like some mosaic too. Because so there's a little bit of some sulfury notes that mosaic can sometimes impart. Um. But yeah, mo- more tropical than anything else. The the malt is not. Particularly, I mean, the the, the hops are overpowering the mug.
1: Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to me, this is reminding me of like a mango lassie, but without the yogurt, right? I mean, without any kind of yogurty tang to it. Yeah, but it has that creamy mouthfeel. It has that bright mango flavor.
0: Very bright. It, it's it's strong. It has it, it's green too, and I think that's yeah. what, like it's a sort of vegetable quality that um, is. Uh, so that's what's giving me a bottle. That's guava.
1: Mm, gotcha. That is a well-built IPA. It's
0: good to get some of those flavors in, in a non-hazy.
1: Yeah. But I also think it's bringing the mouthfeel, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not, like, creamy like a hazy is, but it does have
1: a smoothness. Smoothness. Yep. Maybe a fine carbonation or something like that, giving it less scratchiness. Or maybe it's just something to do with those hops that they have some... it yeah, could be.
0: Something to do on your taste buds. You want to go right into another IPA? <laughs> <clears throat> Probably not. Let's do the Epic. All right. So from Epic Brewing uh, out in Denver... At one point they were in Utah, right?
1: feel like yeah i thought they were (laughs) or were we just thinking of that because of they did that elder brett
0: i'm i feel like i I have this feeling like that one point they were out in denver we'll we'll have to look later uh this is son of a baptist it is a a uh, imperial stout, a coffee stout made with local coffee. And in this case, actually local to us because they've done coffee from around the country, right? United States. And this is, uh, Allegheny coffee, Allegheny coffee in, uh, in the strip district, right by where you work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I walked past it on Friday. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this is son of a, so, um, epic makes a bunch of imperial styles, right there's the baptist then there's big bad baptist and then there's a couple son of the baptist and this is son of a baptist but this is a variant with coffee and cacao nibs and it says on the neck of the can brewed with local coffee the whole way around and on the side it says brewed with local coffee i'm like oh local denver coffee and I was looking at the bottom of the can to see what the date was. And I saw hashtag strip district and the strip district in Pittsburgh is the, uh, kind of the market area where you traditionally it's where the produce trains would come in and there was a big mm-hmm. produce terminal and all that stuff. So all the, and a lot of the produce still, even though it doesn't come on train, still gets delivered to the strip district. Um, distribution hub, right? I mean, that's, yeah. And it's a great place. Lots of great food and just and ethnic groceries side, sidewalk like markets that. and things like that. Um, I, I've been practicing describing what the Strip District is because I've been telling a lot of people out in Redmond, oh, it's across the river from the Strip District. Mm-hmm. And their first yes. impression is something very different. Yes.
0: Yeah, you're thinking more of <clears throat> Southside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think more of a red light district.
0: Yeah. But it, it's, it's basically a strip of land, so it's called the Strip
1: District. Yeah, it's between the river and a steep hillside, so mm-hmm. it's a flat strip.
0: Um, so they have done stuff from coffees from Massachusetts and Denver and Dallas, but this one happens to be from Allegheny coffee here in Pittsburgh. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I wonder, the thing we don't know for sure is like, do they tend to ship the batch to the local market, right? Like,
0: I'm not sure. They just have, they have this list of featured coffee roasters and they have a bunch of different ones. So it's, I guess it's possible.
1: It's possible, but yeah, maybe we just got lucky with this one. You smell it, it smells like a coffee beer, coffee style, right? You just get a big blast of coffee.
0: Uh, first, one thing I do want to point out is yes, Epic started in Salt Lake City. So, okay, just took a look at their about page. And they also mentioned on their page about this beer, um, each resulting release of Son of a Baptist is widely different depending on the coffee selected. So, it seems like these are just. Okay. So instead of sourcing a coffee that would play well with beer, we set out creative and innovative roasters and asked them which beans they're passionate about. This particular stuff from Allegheny County, and you can do this all on the website, which is in our show notes, Congo Lake Kivu. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, pours very dark brown, like you would expect in Imperial Stout. The aroma, you know, one of those things is when you get uh, coffee beers right out of the bottle, they have this aroma that's kind of almost like hot peppers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was getting that at first, too.
0: And then it it evolves into something different, and it volatilizes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm smelling like a chocolatey thing in there, but this actually also has cacao nibs in it, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure that's coming from the coffee.
0: They have some tasting notes for the coffee itself. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. They say caramel, tangy lime, and savory thyme. Dang, if if I had paid attention, <laughs> I could have got this coffee yesterday. Oh, yeah, we could have, like... oh, Heather, there's four more cans of this, so we could revisit it next week. I wouldn't be opposed to it if, 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 you can get the, the... if I can get this coffee, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Heather got a sixer of this, and she's not in love with it. Um And, yeah, I'll see if I can get the kivu, and we'll make a fresh AeroPress and drink it alongside this.
0: I like the idea. Oh, it's coffee. I I (laughs) taste coffee. Yeah. um, And I taste non-work coffee, which is good.
1: uh first thing I noticed is the kind of the hops in this there's a there's a little bitterness that sits on the tip of your tongue it, it it's a little more hoppy than I would expect in imperial style. you know my the my favorite you know the realm of my favorite imperial yeah, style it's yeah. a little hoppier than I would have expected um
0: definitely getting a lot of the cocoa
1: mm-hmm.
0: I feel like sort of a Dutch processed cocoa taste uh which you' know, can count nibs so it's kind of... Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, the hops are more apparent at first. They don't linger too much. Mm-hmm. They're more of the cocoa stuff starts to linger. Um, I'm getting some of the coffee, but I'm having a difficult time sort of parsing out where the mm-hmm. coffee begins and the the stoutish stuff ends.
1: Yeah, There's a flavor in there that I don't think it's oxidation, but it's kind of like oxidation. It's not cardboardy, it's not sherry, but it, there's something in there that's you know, in the oxidized ballpark.
0: Yeah, I think it's hop-related.
1: It could be. Hop, hops, yeah, maybe hops with a lot of ro- roast, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of get that kind of clashy type flavor. Yeah,
0: you get something, it's kind of astringency that can yeah. represent itself in ways that are sort of cardboardy. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that the same thing happens with uh, um, noble hops and... and um, and Pilsners and stuff like that. We've tasted that. Remember, we used to have that metallic thing going on way back then. Yeah,
1: when. yeah. I mean, that that's, I would like to know, like, what that was. So mm-hmm. when Greg and I were first getting into beer, we liked ales. Your, your home base was brown ale, right? You were a Newcastle guy That's what, you know, got me and into. And then my home base kind of was Guinness Stouts, right? That's where we first figured out oh beer didn't taste like what the crap our dads drank. Mm-hmm. I think your dad might have drank a little bit better stuff. A little bit
0: better, better stuff, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh when we would taste lagers, like Sam Adams Boston lager, it would taste like tinfoil or a mouthful of pennies or something like that. And like what is it with lagers that yeah. taste so metallic?
0: They call it lager twangs, I remember. Mm.
1: Yeah. And as we tasted, you know, basically forced ourselves to drink more and more of it, that twang went away and we were able to taste the good flavors that were were in the lagers. It might be just the same kind of thing as like when you first taste black coffee. Mm-hmm. It's just this bitter, yucky mess, right? And you have to get past it to taste the nuance in it. I, I don't know. I mean, every once in a while, I'll get something that just kind of reminds me of that lager twang, but it's not the same thing.
0: I mean, I remember, it's, it's, it's a pretty big memory for me, my first visit to my friend Shane in Japan when he was living there. Um, I was not a coffee drinker. And he says, I'll make you some coffee. I'll make it. And I was like, uh, I didn't really want it. He said, no, I'll make you some coffee, and it'll be black, and you won't need anything. It was the first time, and he made a good cup of coffee. And it was the first time Mm -hmm. I ever had a cup of coffee that was like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's flavors here. It's not just... A vehicle for the caffeine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like like when my dad...
0: Somehow it didn't even have like the bitterness. I remember it being like not bitter, which was impressive because i had never tasted that before
1: yeah yeah i don't know I'm, so I, i'm not really sure what that lager twang actually was and how we got accustomed to it i do remember the first lager that i had that didn't have it and that was great lakes Elliotness. Mm. Uh so that was kind of my gateway into the lagers and you know the very same beer sam adams boston lager right it's a beer that hasn't changed it's the same beer that used to be mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good beer these days, you know, and has been for a long time. But it used to just be—I just could not take it. Remember, there's a beer
0: you probably have heard of it if you know beer stuff. Popular around here, Yingling, and I never liked it, and yeah. I still don't like it. I was just going to mention Yingling as the
1: opposite story. Yeah.
0: Uh, whereas Boston Lager was something that I think I, I didn't get it first, but now. I do like it a lot, mm-hmm. and if I taste more nuance in it than I ever did before. Yeah, but it, that's to be expected. We've we've done this for fifteen. We're years. gonna
1: have to have a Yingling on the show, but not not Yingling Lager. There are ad billboards around Yingling Golden Pills is out.
0: Oh, so. maybe maybe episode five hundred we can do that yeah, for Yingling, Whoa. Golden... Oh,
1: Yingling Golden Pills. Yeah, this beer. So it's imp- it's supposed to be an imperial stout, right? Mm-hmm. And the imperial's kind of lacking from it.
0: Yeah, yes, eight well, percent well, has. They,
1: do they say imperial on here? Maybe they don't. Maybe because it's son of a Baptist, it's littler than Big Bad Baptist. Big no, big they bad call it a, they call
0: it imperial stout on their okay um, on their web info. Okay,
1: because some of the uh, Big Bad Baptists and. Barrel age Baptists mm-hmm. and stuff. Those are some really good Imperial Stouts. Those are the yeah. things that are in my like realm of ideal Stouts.
0: Well, they mentioned here that they, unlike its father, yeah. it Big yeah. Bang Baptist, they, they, they're trying to get flavor from coffee here. I don't know if it was too successful. I don't feel a lot of coffee. There was a little bit of coffee there, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it, it didn't express the coffee as much as it expressed other flavors.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely gonna go buy some of that Kivu, mm-hmm. if they have it. And
0: I would enjoy a coffee that tastes like that.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, okay. Let's get back to the hops. Back
0: on the hop train. So uh, this is Ed Mike, right? Oh, there time. we
1: go. There's a song for our next CBR sings the hits. Is hop train. <laughs>
0: Uh, Mike Zentis, right from yeah. New York. Other half uh, always love getting uh, some beers from Mike. He has uh, he has exceptionally good taste, and he loves to to show us that <laughs> for sure. He does uh, Ddh Double Citra Daydream uh, from other half? Double dry Hop Imperial IPA with Citra Citra lupulin powder,
1: lactose, and oats. So Citra. Citra, 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 lactose nuts. It's it's your... Milkshake IP. So this
0: is the... This is a hazy plus lactose.
1: Yep. The the smell fits the bill, right? So you're getting...
0: The color is more of a... What would you call that?
1: Not creamsicle,
0: but more yellowy.
1: <laughs> it looks like... Mm. Mm. Cheap orange juice
0: <laughs> Pineapple juice
1: Yeah, okay, pineapple juice The aroma you're getting a little bit of Like a mandarin orange But it, you know because it's double dry hopped And lupulin powder and stuff like that It has a kind of gritty dry hop type aroma to it Or maybe even like a, a fresh hopped Wet hop type aroma Maybe some...
0: I don't know if if I made myself think of pineapple when I said
1: pineapple juice, but there may be some of
0: that in the aroma.
1: I can go with that.
0: There's also a little bit of a sort of tangerine thing.
1: I can go with that, too. Both are probably a little more dialed in than mandarin orange.
0: And maybe even apricot.
1: Hmm. not sure if I'll go that far. Okay. (laughs) But I'll try. I
0: tried to stretch it. <laughs> maybe maybe I went too
1: far. <laughs> too close to the sun there.
0: <laughs> What's funny to me is the instant I takes it, I noticed it had a pricklier carbonation than the auspicious sun's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well it also because of like the gritty loopaliny, it, mm-hmm. it kinda of bites your tongue. Yeah. The flavors um you get some, you know, it's good orangey pineapple pineapple's definitely in the flavor. Uh when you say apricot, I'm dried apricots is what I'm getting. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: a little sweet, you know. if You should expect that out of a out of a milkshake with the lactose in there. Very prickly with that, the carbonation, and I think, like you said, the the, the powder yeah. is is giving you that. Leaves
1: you a little burn on like the back of your throat, top of your mouth from like the alpha acids in there. Kind of is a little bit burning.
0: Which is fun. Yeah, it's a burn that doesn't that's mm-hmm. not from spicy peppers or anything. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't linger too much. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Kind of an orange cream type flavor Mm -hmm. In there as well Gives you a lot Of you know your typicals When you're talking about milkshake or hazies It's a little more bitey Than a lot of the milkshakes that I've had But I like it I like the That it's not kind of just kind of sweet I like how the the bitter and the the acid And the bite kind of Help take away from just being Mm -hmm. sweet
0: Yeah, it's 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 a little, it's more playful almost. It Mm -hmm. has a kind of excitement thing going on there, little um, little pop rocks like
1: Mm -hmm. thing happening. Yes. Yeah, pop rocks. That's a good call. (laughs) Not just because it's silly, because it's pretty, pretty spot on. Ooh, huh. What is that? This drum riff really wants me to go to uh, craftyradiocom slash Amazon, but I'm not sure what I'll find there. You can find Pop Rocks there, I bet. Oh, probably <laughs> a box of them. <laughs> can I get a dash button for Pop Rocks? <laughs> I don't know if they make those anymore. Dash you can get buttons? the dash wand, maybe. They still, make that they still make dash buttons. I know when I was on the Amazon today, Ooh. or craftyradiocom slash Amazon today, mm-hmm. and I bought... Did I buy... I bought two things. I bought some wood filler. Is that the one where they said add a dash button or was it the toilet seat that I bought? I Maybe. Mean, <laughs> Why well, would they have a, a dash button for toilet seats?
0: <laughs> Are you really using enough <laughs> that you need a button?
1: I don't know. I think they just let you do it for whatever you want.
0: That's. I mean, it's kind of cool, <laughs> but man, yeah, I
1: have a button for toilet seats. Put it right in the bathroom. So you go to Yeah, Craftcorradio.com slash uh, Amazon. And you can order dash buttons for toilet seats. Yeah. And other things, too. Yeah. But Pop
0: Rocks, toilet seats, got it all, baby. Got it all. <laughs> CraftBreader.com slash <Doo>, s.
1: That drummer really wants me to go, makes me want to go shopping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is cool.
1: Yeah, That's this cool. beer... I feel like we found we found a fair enough uh, a fair amount of things to talk about about it boy my words aren't coming right now um <laughs> it's it seems like you know it was harder to really dig into that one as much as the rubens mm-hmm. and think it's exciting but actually the drinkability of that one was really good like yeah. i just enjoyed putting it back definitely let's go for this big caged and corked bottle here Ooh
0: boy, so I feel like you brought this back from yep. uh, from the Seattle area. It looks like they're an Oregon brewer. This is. No, that's the wrong. Uh... There we go, I found the right tab. Evasion Brewing presents Yam Hill Punch. Saison slash farmhouse sales, 6.8% alcohol by volume. I don't have any other information on this beer.
1: Uh, f- Forged blackberries and plums, Riesling and Pinot Noir grapes.
0: Oh, oh there! This is a gluten-free brewery,
1: really? Yes. Oh, that I wouldn't. Have... No, I'm teasing. <laughs> so, all you
0: Celiac's out there, you have more choices than ever.
1: Yeah, getting farmhouse beers. I mean. We have one here in Pittsburgh, Arocks Brewing Company. They're in uh, Emsworth. and I haven't had too many of their beers yet. I've been meaning to pick some up for the show. So, actually, they have ingredients here: water, millet, hops, native yeast, grapes,
0: blackberries, and plums. They use millet instead of barley mm-hmm. to give them
1: non-glutenized proteins. And their barcode is oh. in the shape of Oregon.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's mostly a square but there's
1: <laughs> yeah like you really can't take Florida and turn it into a. Right. <laughs> well you probably
0: did sideways maybe yeah,
1: yeah. all you eat is one strip <laughs> yeah so the aroma on this guy so it pours the color it is a uh, reddish purpley brownish thing kind of in the mixture of the three colors so millet right we're going to it's going to it's going to challenge us right because we don't know what's typical for the aromas right. of or flavors of millet so like we're going to have to try to figure out like what is contributed by the grain versus all the fruits in the farmhouse fermentation and things like that
0: i mean like barley corn whatever, wheat it's mm-hmm. a grass yeah uh it's I
1: think, Go ahead. I was going to say, from the aroma, the main thing I'm noticing is the grapes. Yes, you know, the, the cool. fruit is, is is strong. But obviously. I mean, not just the fruit, but not like the blackberries and the plums. Mm. I'm eating blackberry. Are right? mm-hmm. you? See, I'm I'm noticing like the 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 grapes, like especially like the Pinot Noir. Like it reminds me of. I have been drinking more wine lately, and I've had have had a pinot or two and, you know, it just kind of clicks like, oh, those are, like, I'm smelling Mm. those grapes. I can see that. Yeah, it doesn't smell like,
0: it doesn't smell like a cab, for example, which is the big, Mm -hmm. almost like oily. Oh, yeah, so good. (laughs) a little much for me, actually, these days.
1: Okay. That's an example of pallet drift, right? Mm-hmm. Where like we will typically call out a lot of things that we have recent experience about. Yes. So like when you said pineapple, I've been making a lot of pineapple infused water at work, right? So oh. like I have like, I've cut yeah. up like fresh pineapples, like not this week, but like two weeks ago. So I, haven't, hmm. I didn't make it to the um, grocery store for pineapples this week.
0: The millet. So this is the Wikipedia for millet. Okay. I was like looking at the the
1: grains. It looked kind of like um, what's that other? Click on it. So it's bigger. Quinoa.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Looks like. I wonder. I mean, I don't like quinoa. I've I had it don't. before, and and huh. maybe I haven't had it in the right situation, or I've had it with weird spices or something. Because okay. I, when I had it, it didn't taste good to me, but. Uh, I wonder if you can make beer with quinoa or something like that if it wouldn't have gluten who yeah, knows I,
1: I'm not sure
0: but I guess but, you can make beer with any grain but a cereal yeah. grain would work
1: yeah no I'm, just, a, I'm a big fan of like quinoa salad like and whatnot. so surprised you said you didn't like it I never found anything object- objectionable about hmm.
0: it I haven't had much I haven't had much you oh, know when okay. I mean, you have one thing it turns you off or you're not usually yeah you don't go back to it <laughs> yeah yet. Okay. the flavor has more winey qualities than the aroma to me, um, more tannic n- n-
1: mm-hmm. notes. Yeah. I, I, oh, but then the plums and yeah, black the plum. In I was going to say the plums really come through in the flavor. I'm still looking for blackberries, but I've only had one sip. The millet. Yeah, everyone's curious about like what do you taste for the grains? It's it's kind of light. It's kind of like a saison, right? It it doesn't taste non barley like to me per se. Like, it doesn't taste like a sorghum beer, where it tastes, like, distinctly different. This tastes like a Saison. Like, from your first sip, did you notice, like, there's something weird here? I would
0: say there was something in the in the mid to late aftertaste that was a little um, I wouldn't say bad, but just not what I was used to. Uh, A little bit of a flavor that um, that lingers a bit. That I think you could get used to pretty easily okay. if you had it, but it just was.
1: See, I'm not getting it. Uh, see, I, I took two sips now, I'm not getting any kind of like, oh, there's something not right here, right? Like something weird, something. Like, but the one thing I am noticing, the various acids from the different fruits, gives it this kind of almost lambic-y type flavor. Yeah, it's not exactly lambic, but it's it's in the ballpark, and that's a really neat mm-hmm. feature that it's getting, um, and maybe the millet is giving it a little bit of that limestoniness or something like that um, to give it a drier, kind of um, dusty type character.
0: I think I can feel where the millet is here and it, it's more sort of on the side of my mouth and it tastes like a lime rind. Okay. So it's got that rindy thing. It has a little bit of Okay, a, I can get a little bit sourness of sourness there. This
1: my third sip. I got a little bit of yogurty in there or something too.
0: They only use native yeast in this, according. So they mm-hmm. they don't use any like well, stuff.
1: Native yeast is native to so it's
0: yeah, but spawns. but you wouldn't expect like lactic acid or anything. You could It was spontaneously
1: fermented. I mean, you could get some of that? I don't know if this is spontaneously ferment. Oh, it says native yeast. I mean, that could
0: mean yeah. yeast they collected and, and made a mother of.
1: yeah, could be some wild wildness in there. Mm-hmm. This is nice. I like I like what I'm getting here. This isn't no, this isn't bad at all. And um,
0: I like the, the the way it leans into those those fruits. Mm-hmm. it's a good choice. Uh, if you wouldn't have told me it was gluten-free, I probably would have just chopped it up to, to some to fruits or, or hops. Yeah,
1: I would have thought it was a light malt bill, Saison-type mm-hmm. thing, all Pilsner malts or something like that. I'm still not tasting like Like you mentioned you, like when you have a sorghum beer, mm-hmm. there's an aftertaste, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's like, that's not barley. There's something there, right? For And you said you tasted it with this one. I'm still not getting it. I mean, I was looking for it. Yeah. I'm still not getting it though.
0: Um, I feel like it's. I, I still feel like I taste it. Uh, I feel like it's noticeable, but it's not bad. I think that the fruits are doing a, a, a Yoma's yeah. job of. Uh, yeah, if they working.
1: if they did a clean beer with this, like a just barley, hops, yeast, mm-hmm. and water, I'm sure you would taste or not barley, millet, hops, mm-hmm. yeast, and water. I'm sure you would taste it, um, but you know, why not make a uh, fruited. Native yeast beer, it kind of comes across a little bit lambicy, a little bit saison-y. This is a really good application. Absolutely, I like it.
0: We've had a couple gluten free beers that I wouldn't, you know, mind drinking on the show, and this is this might
1: one. be the best one.
0: I tried to, I think back, and there were a couple that you'd be surprised that they were gluten free.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember when we had Redbridge? The Anheuser Busch yes, product, right? I do remember. But that was like when. Gluten free beers were things In like infancy.
0: You know, that was yeah. when people hadn't really worked with it much. But
1: but again, the brewing scientists at Bush were able to make a pretty good beverage. Mm-hmm. I'm trying that was was that buckwheat or was that sorghum? I can't remember. I, I don't remember. I don't feel like looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, our final beer of the night is from Fort George Brewery and Public House in Astoria, Oregon, and this is called From Astoria with Love, nine point four percent. It is a imperial Russian
1: Imperial Stout. Yeah, so I picked this one up. It was dated one twenty one nineteen. It was in the fridge at Total Wine. got a little bit choice Cadal. Yeah. So it was one of the beers that didn't need to be refrigerated. It was like one of the few beers that was refrigerated in Total Wine. Before. Uh Oh, 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 no. It's infected. Oh. It's really infected.
0: That smells like plastic.
1: And nope. And acetone. Ugh. I'm not even tasting that. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I have another beer. The nice thing about cans is you can pour your drain pours right back into the can with little oh <laughs> oh until it <laughs> foams over, <laughs> Womp womp. <laughs> Don't no, yeah. it's it's all foamed up. I'll, all right. I'll bring a dump.
0: I'll bring a dump bucket. Jeff will will go and, and get a new 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 beer. beer. I will try to fill time. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to look at these beers we've had and give you sort of my quick thoughts without. Uh, ranking them yet. But I think it's pretty obvious that the White Spear is going to end, end up at the bottom. Uh, it just was fine. I mean, of course, we're not going to rank the Fort George story from a story with love because it's, in fact, it's not what the brewer intended. But, I would say the White Spear is probably last, and I think the epic coffee stout is probably going to be second to last because it was fine, but it didn't really have a lot. I think, really, the the fight is going to be between Auspicious Sons and Other Half because two IPAs that both had really good qualities to them that I was really enjoying, and I think Jeff was too. And the question is, which of these two IPAs is going to, to win against each other? All right, I'm back, but I have a wax bottle. that's going to take
1: me a while. Of- oh, boy. <laughs> what What is this so I can look it up while you're... This is the, uh, the Silver Moon Brewing Contrar- Contrarium. Contrarium.
0: The contrarian. So I used to be called the contrarian blowhard, I believe. Yes. 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 Uh, I don't think that, that I embody that anymore. No. But at, at, at one point, I definitely did. Is this age in anything, or is this...
1: It's a 2018 Blonde Brett Ale. So there is twenty-two. This one is aged in Cabernet, Syrah, and Merlot barrels. Okay,
0: perfect. That's what I was looking for. So this is American Wild, six point five percent blonde bread ale, aged in Cabernet, as Jeff said, Syrah, and Merlot barrels. Uh, wow, that is some some strong it's wax on that thick
1: sucker. wax. Their bottles are opaque bottles. Take a look at that. It's a black oh, bottle. Yeah.
0: Huh. And they put a lot of wax on it.
1: They sure did. <laughs> I'm using a pair of diagonal cutters to try to get into it. That's,
0: that's, a, I mean, how, how do they expect an the ordinary person that doesn't have hardware around <laughs> to break into their bottles. Well, I'm
1: glad I didn't use a knife because you want to cut my finger off. was going to try to. Use a church key to lever it out. Oh,
0: Give oh, me the beer. Got it. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. Pour is uh eh, like a like a very weak tea. The color, um, sort of bronzish, but uh, but light.
1: Yeah, I saw this bottle. I'm like, oh, it's a black bottle. That's interesting. Smells Smells like spoiled. Smells like it has <laughs> it has bread in it. So they called this on twenty eighteen Blonde Bread Ale. The sticker from Total Wine says they must have receded it on February sixteenth of twenty nineteen. Can I see the bottle, please? Gold wax. Gold copper, wax. Copper copper wax maybe. Copper. So this is also from oh, right. and they, they use the seal on the top maybe that, that's why they put it on so thick. They actually put a seal on the top. Oh. Here, you can see the rest of it there. Oh yeah. So they put it's... a little stamp on the wax on top. <laughs> that's cool.
0: But still hard to get into.
1: Yeah. Wow. Huh. Okay. So they put a lot of money into the package. Let's see how the beer is, Yes. Hey? Yes. Because package smackage if the beer is crap. Um, Not getting much on the aroma so
0: far. A little bit of, of like, sourness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm getting kind of um, a light malt. Not quite Pilsner malts, but maybe... Mostly pale, I guess, but maybe a little bit of like marisada or something like that. Mm. And then the Brett is just giving a little bit of tang on the nose. Just pull it out of the fridge, so I'm wrapping my hands around the bowl of my Spilo beer glass. We haven't talked about these guys in a while.
0: No, it's good. Good call.
1: Yeah. So while we're waiting for the beer to warm up, as we pump heat into it. Uh, for most of the history of the show, we reviewed these beers out of a particular glass that we've, we've tried lots of glasses, and this one is our favorite. Um, this company called Spiegelau—they make beer glasses. They're, I think, they're somewhat related to Riedel, Riedel, the wine glass company, mm-hmm. and they're super. These right today we're using the beer tulip. Um, they also make a barrel-aged beer glass, which is also a very good glass to use for uh, critiquing and like analysis of beer. Mm-hmm. They make beer glasses for IPAs and whipped beers and stouts. But if we're drinking IPAs, whipped beers, and stouts on the show, we find that these beer tulips work better for analyzing them. Very thin, laser, laser-cut lip. And the nice thing about the thin glasses is when you put your palms around the bowl like this. You get these cold beers up to a good evaluation temperature yeah. right quick.
0: There is... The, the thinness also, I mean, it influences the taste we find. It, it, it's one of those things that's hard to judge without knowing mm-hmm. what you're doing. But it feels like to us we get more flavor out of... More effervescence, whatever. It's easier for us to analyze out of these. Yeah, I mean,
1: we've... We definitely. Do, find... We've done the best we can evaluating. Like, you can't really. How do you evaluate a glass blind when mm-hmm. it feels different in your hands and hits your lips differently? Uh, we actually did do a thing once where we were blindfolded and like not touching the glasses and like feeding each other beer. That was. I think
0: like, I, I fed it to you. <laughs> I, I <laughs> don't was think you, you did. Yeah, it was ridiculous <laughs> and it was hard to do. the The, the advantage was we tried the barrel tasting beer glass versus the the beer yeah. tulip but they're essentially the same glass one is just a little bit taller and uh, I think the profile is slightly different so it didn't feel different on the tongue necessarily yeah. so it was about what she's, whether yeah. the glass and we I don't think there was any noticeable difference
1: I, I think the if you have none buy the barrel aged beer glass if you have the beer tulip stick with the beer you know mm-hmm. unless you need to buy more glasses stick yeah. with what you got okay they are like ten dollars a piece. So they're yes, not they're glasses.
0: they're not cheap, uh, but we definitely think it's worth it. I, this is my preferred glass to to drink beer out of even at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it's get a more enjoyable experience.
1: Okay, so they're touching the glass. You can feel the beer being much more reasonable temperature. Mm-hmm. My hands Actually, feel. I do have the thermometer here, so we zap it with the laser. 63 degrees right now
0: so take out 4 or 5
1: degrees so I figure about 58
0: because the surface temperature is going to be a little bit different yeah. from the mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me from the um, from the inner
1: temperature yeah, so the aroma on this guy it's just subtly sour like it's just a light little smidge sour on it you know you're kind of getting sweetness Almost like a, thinking of beers like where they've used a lot of Golden Promise or something like that, you know, where they're, hmm. it's kind of not caramelized, but it's not crackery, it's a little bit in between, or like honey mold or something like that, I kind of get a aroma like that.
0: I think subtle is the name of the game here going on to flavor, because it. what I'm picking up is it feels like I'm picking up more barrel than anything else. Uh, I'm picking up sort of just wine quality. Barrel? Yeah, because they, 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 this aged in uh-huh. Cabernet Syrah right. and oh, barrel,
1: yeah. barrels. So, in. like, when I took the first sip, I was tasting strawberry. Oh. I was tasting maybe kiwi. Um I forgot about the grapes, right? So I wasn't really focused on like, where's the grape flavors? Uh, Which is good, right? Because you don't want to have those preconceptions when you're tasting Mm -hmm. a beer. So I'm glad I forgot. And yeah, strawberry and kind of like a kiwi type thing are like what I got for the first sip.
0: Yeah, but I feel like I'm, I feel like it's, it's, there's not a lot here, which is, I think, kind of fine because I like, I do feel like it's expressing the barrels pretty well. And,
1: uh no I, I think this is it's a subtle beer yeah i think it's an awesome beer two sips in but it's very satisfying it's
0: it, it's not one that that um that has a lot of cards to play i guess it, it, but it it plays its cards well and i i feel like it's it's not like i'm not being Hit with Brett stuff and not being mm-hmm. hit with a huge amount of like a huge amount of, of flavors in general, uh, but most more like just a subtle backbone that that can stress some of these almost accessory flavors that, that come with it.
1: Well, it's accessory flavors, you're getting these light fruits, mm-hmm. you're getting some play with the oaks. It's funny, I'm not tasting like winey flavors really, I'm tasting the flavors that you taste in wine when you're drinking wine. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's almost like you're getting the second order type flavor out of this where you're not like, oh, it's a beer that tastes like wine. You're getting it's a beer that tastes like these flavors from wine.
0: And that's why I said I went with, you know, it's expressing the barrel. I think we've we've had beers that, you know, express the yeast, express the malt, express Mm -hmm. the hops, but this is it feels almost like it's trying to express the essence of the barrels that it came from, which is an interesting take that I haven't had before. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a big fan of this beer. While it's not giving me intense flavors. It's giving me delicious. The ones that it's are there me... are
0: very delicious. Yeah, and um, subtle is subtle can be very good. <laughs> uh, this is this is the very good side of subtle.
1: Yeah, I mean the flavor that does give you every it's on point. Right there's mm-hmm. there's no wasted you know, aspect of the flavor. This is the Silver Moon Brewing Contrarium.
0: They earned their wax.
1: Yeah, I won't bitch about trying to get the cap off. I think it's time to rank some beers.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to like about this one.
1: Yeah, there is. Hmm, okay. This this throws a,
0: this throws a wrench in my <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll start. Uh, okay, we're not obvious. We're not ranking the Astoria. Yeah. Uh, it was.
1: You didn't even taste the Astoria. <laughs> so, did you? You didn't taste it? Did no, you? No,
0: yeah. no. I smelled that, and I realized I didn't want to taste that. Uh, of course, as we mentioned, uh, the the König Ludwig comes in last place not because it's bad beer just because it, it's fine uh, but I, I kind of felt like it wasn't uh, it didn't express much but I think that on its heels uh, is the epic brewing where I, I I wasn't really that impressed with what it had going for it mm-hmm. it, it it feels like um, I know I, I was expecting more and didn't didn't come through. Uh okay, so I'm going to put the evasion being a hard luck loser here, I think. Because th- there, there was a lot to like about that, but I think that it it's um it's facing some hard competition yeah. and Yeah, that that's basically it. Okay, now here's where it gets really tough because I really like the contrarium, and I really like these two IPAs a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all have something different to offer, which
1: is cool. Ooh. Ooh. You can do it, Greg. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, I can do it. I'm, I'm just... just don't get it wrong. Well, I'm, I, I, The weight I, of the world is on your shoulders. <laughs> I think I'm going to go in a way that is a little unexpected. I think. Hmm. I think there was there was so much to enjoy about all of these three. I'm gonna put the Contrarium in third place. Okay. I I feel like. Uh... The other two IPAs were were more jumping out at me and had more more things to express. Even though this is great and I love what's going on, I, I feel that there was uh, this this is subtle and interesting and a lot to like. And those ones are brash and interesting with a lot to like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe the brash is is, is sure. better for too. me. Going to put the other half in first place because of the novelty okay. of that like pop Rocky thing. Okay. And huh. I didn't, I didn't expect that when, I, when I started me, ranking, man. but I feel like that it feels like the right decision to me. And I'm putting the uh, auspicious sons from, from, from Rubens. I'm putting the Rubens in second place.
1: All right. I agree with you uh, halfway here. I'm going to put the Koenig's Lud- Koenig Ludwig in last place. I was wondering whether I want to put the son of a Baptist under the König Ludwig, but I don't. Um, there's enough goodness there. Um, I just wish that that was more imperialized, or the coffee was giving me something other than "oh, it's coffee," and I really couldn't dig into any coffee nuance. I am going to put the evasion brewing the Yamhill punch. In fourth place, I hard. You said hard luck loser, yeah. I think this is the hard luck loser spot here. Uh, it had that real. It used the fruits remarkably well. It had this kind of sa, saison slash, slash lambic-y thing going, and it was very drinkable and it was quite enjoyable. Then we had three awesome beers. I'm gonna put Greg's first beer in third place. I the uh double citra daydream double dry hop imperial oat imperial oat cream india pale ale <laughs> um it was good it was definitely good beer and the pop rocks was really neat and the the, the other flavors in there But i thought the two other beers that we had in the show were just above and beyond how good the uh the other half was and this is hard I I think I'm going to put. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let subtle rule the day. I'm gonna put the Rubens in second place. I don't
0: think there's any way you can rank these three where uh, it's wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna put the Rubens in second place, which is delicious. It tastes so. It's it's a little you know. It's not super fresh anymore because it was uh, March fifteenth when mm-hmm. uh, Total Beer got it, but our Total Wine got it. Uh, but it still tastes super fresh. And then there's this uh, Contrarium from Silver Silver Moon Brewing, and I just love what the barrels parting on the beer. Those those light fruits. The oh, it's so good. It's for being such a mm-hmm. quiet and meek beer. It carries a big stick. It does. I mean, you make a convincing, you make
0: a good argument. I, yeah. I'm gonna stick with my rankings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said, I think that you could arrange these three anyway, and yeah. I think you'd be right
1: for sure. All right, that was 4.98. It's in the books, baby. It's in the books. I can't believe that Fort George was spoiled. It was, uh, it was even, looking, you it was even it. in the fridge. Yeah. Like, how does it spoil that fast in the fridge? Anyway. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you want to contact us, you can email us with the email address beer at craftbeerradio.com We uh, don't really do the social media thing anymore. I have a Twitter account. And Craft Beer Radio has a Twitter account, but just email us. And um, if you want to support the show, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. We're released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website for more information to figure out what that means and uh that feels like ancient history in the creative
0: comments oh stuff, my doesn't god it?
1: doesn't it yeah <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because i almost didn't say it this week mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe,
0: the... maybe at 500 we can stop talking we're kind of like we're kind of like mind melded right there because like
1: i'm like do i need to say that this week i don't know i'm gonna say it anyway all right thanks everyone